everybody. This is a Penn State football podcast brought to you by ForTheGloryOfOldState.com. I'm Creighton Rosala, and I'm joined by Brandon Musso. How are we doing tonight, Brandon? I'm good, as always. That's good to hear. Um, we're recording Thursday night before the Rutgers game this week. And this isn't our typical Rutgers football team where you go into Piscataway, New Jersey, and just expect a victory. Obviously, Penn State's a little bit different this year. They're 1-5 and five and got their first win against Michigan last week. But the Charlotte Knights are a little bit more competitive, more competitive this year under uh, head coach Greg Schiano. Obviously, Schiano coached uh, at Rutgers um, in the 2000s, came back, and now he has them moving in the right direction, it looks like. Now, Brandon, what do you see from this Rutgers Charlotte Knights team under the direction of uh, first-year head coach once again, Greg Schiano? Yeah, honestly, I think this Rutgers team needs to be looked at, you know, a whole lot differently, as you said, than, I mean, we have in the past years. Uh, obviously, Penn State is struggling this year, but this is also a Rutgers team that has proven that they're much better than they have been over the past couple of years. Schiano's already made a positive impact in turning the program around. I mean, it is only a two and four record, but it's kind of a built on what they've been because they haven't been winning many games and they've lost a couple close ones. It wasn't like they got blown out in those losses. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think last week or two weeks ago, they were locked in an overtime battle with Michigan. Um, So they got, they got a lot of fight. And I think this is going to be a tough matchup for Penn state because, you know, this is different from what they've seen. Yeah. And you mentioned that this Rutgers team is in a lot of dogfights this year. Uh, they actually won their first game of the year against Michigan State, which was, a, which was a huge upset. And for them, it was their first Big Ten win since 2017. Pretty wild that, you know, you can go two full years without a Big Ten victory. But that's where this Rutgers Starlet Knights program was at. Uh, they lost by 16 to Indiana, you know, somewhat competitive against a, a really good team. Um, Ohio State lost 49-27. They weren't in that game at all. I know it was 35-3 at halftime. But to Rutgers' credit, in the second half, you know, we've talked about some of the, the lack of diversity and stagnant offense that Kirk Sorakis had. Rutgers was pulling out all the tricks against Ohio State with, you know, different types of punt plays, throwing, like, laterals on the punts and stuff like that. And they were getting creative against a team when they're down 40, but nonetheless, they were fighting until the final whistle. They lost a heartbreaking one to Illinois where they, they actually blew the lead, lost by three, 23-20. You mentioned the Michigan loss. They went to three overtimes with the Wolverines, which – if Michigan lost to Rutgers and then Penn State, I don't know if Jim Harbaugh is even still there right now. <laughs> it just national perspective, if you lose to Rutgers, not, not a good national perception. Um, and then they did rebound off that Michigan loss, and they beat Purdue last week at home 37-30. to 30. Uh, So, again, they, they're a lot more competitive this year, and – under Greg Schiano, you would expect that he's, you know, he's a tough uh, blue collar type of head coach and he gets the best out of his players. And right now he's been doing a great job with that. So you want to talk about a player to watch from uh, Rutgers? Yeah. So I went with running back Isaiah Pacheco. I think he's an interesting player to watch. You know, he's, I mean, he's only coming in this game with 390 yards, but you know, here's what I'm thinking. We talked in the Michigan post game pod about, you know, how happy I was to see how physical the Penn State defensive line looked. And, you know, they gave up a couple big runs, but they otherwise made some good stops and, and kind of forced Michigan to to throw the ball a lot more than they probably had hoped so. But I think the success of Pacheco in this game is going to go a long way in determining how Rutgers plays. Because if they can get the run game going, 
And I think they'll have a good day offensively because, you know, they have the pass opened up for them and just kind of a lot more options and um, just a lot more, a lot less predictability for them to uh, play well against this Penn State defense. Yeah, I, you mentioned Pacheco. He's such a familiar name. He's been one of their best players the last couple of years now. And you're right. I, I totally agree that if he can not only get some yards out of it, but then keep the ball out of the Penn State offense hand, I'm going to discuss that a little bit later on but that's a good strategy for Rutgers to come out and win the game. Unfortunately for them, their running game hasn't been great this year, as competitive as they've been at times. Um, only 11th in the conference in yards per rush at 3.5. Um, so against a Penn State front that was rejuvenated last week, we'll see how um, their success uh, is on Saturday. Um, for me, I'm, going, I'm sticking with the offense, but I'm sticking to – I'm going to the wide receiving group, Bo Melton. Bo Melton's a senior. Um, looking at his – Previous two seasons at Rutgers, 28 catches as a sophomore, 30 as a, a junior, and then through six games this year, he has 29 already. So he has, and then he already has a career high in receiving yards this year as well, and he has five touchdowns. So for them, he's their playmaker on the outside. Who in his senior year, he's having a very very nice season, and he's proven to be one of the top uh, outside weapons in the Big Ten this this season. Yeah, I was I'm kind of I was kind of running back heavy on this, but so I'm glad you touched on some wide receivers. <laughs> All right, so let's you got a, a Penn State running back to watch today I do. Or on Saturday. Yeah, I'm looking at, at Kevon Kevon Lee there. Um, I, I think that he was very impressive last game, um, and I think he can really build off that performance going into this Rutgers game. I, I know that I, mean, I don't think we know you know what Ford's status is right now. But I would think the bulk of the carries would still have to go to Lee this week. You know, maybe Ford's is still a little rusty if he does come back. Or, or you know, I just think you, in general, just from the success that Lee had last week, I think he, he kind of deserves to, to get more of the carries than anyone else. But, I mean, if he's definitely going to be in there and being the guy that gets a lot of carries, I definitely think uh, he's a player to watch to have another monster game. He's definitely earned that that right to be the starter this Saturday, even if Ford is back and, and you know, dressed and everything. Um, I do think that if we have Devin Ford available, that it might still be a little bit of an even split. But Lee, I think, deserves a start um, after his Big Ten freshman of the week performance last week. So um, I'm going to stick to the Penn State backfield for this my player to watch from Penn State. And it's Sean Clifford. And a couple of reasons why. Last week, I think it was a good confidence booster for him. No turnovers, one sack, did a great job in terms of comp- complementing the Penn State running um, attack. He did his thing running the ball where he had the, the big touchdown run as well. But also, looking at Rutgers and their defense, they are not a good defense. And Sean Clifford <laughs> should be able to take advantage of that. Let me read off uh, some stats here. Rutgers is... 13th in the Big Ten in passing defense, allowing 260 yards per game. Ohio State is dead last, which we know why. Everybody's behind and they're trying to throw on them. So <laughs> kind of consider that. Where Rutgers probably should be last in the Big Ten in terms of uh, pass defense. Um, and they're also 13th in completion percentage, allowing um, 66.2% completions. They are dead last in the Big Ten in terms of passing touchdowns as well, 28 per game, so almost three passing touchdowns per game. Building off last week, you, you, you get some confidence back in yourself if you're Sean Clifford. Going into this week, knowing you can take advantage of this Rutgers secondary, this is the time to break out. This is the time to get, you know, 
maintain the accuracy that he had from last week, build on um, making some accurate throws in terms of deep balls. You know you have Dotson. You know you have Washington. You have some guys that are stepping up. If the running game's there, this is a great game for Sean Clifford to prove that 2019 was no fluke and he's a for real quarterback and that the early part of this 2020 season was the fluke. So I'm looking for him on Saturday big time. Yeah, I mean, I hope he could kind of replicate what we saw last week. Yeah, so um, moving on, what's your key to the game? My key to the game is going to come down to who wants it more. I mean, both teams don't have the best record, so they don't really have too much to play for. Um, But I think we saw the most fight and energy that we've seen all season from Penn State last week. And, you know, as I mentioned before, Rutgers has been playing hard all year, playing with everybody. Um, Shiano's really brought them to a a pretty good place. Uh, So I think this is going to be a battle. Um, And the key for the winner will be, you know, who is more motivated and who wanted to be there the most. I think it's a great point especially on the Rutgers side of things. I don't know when the last time they beat Penn State was, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and and with that, they're motivated. Greg Schiano is a Penn State guy who, who's coached at Penn State, and he's been considered for the Penn State job in the past. You know, he's bringing them into Piscataway. And also, Rutgers is 2-4 and four right now. If they beat Penn State, they're 3-4. and four, And then next week, they play Maryland. They have a chance to beat Maryland. They go four and four this year. That is a great success for this Rutgers uh, program. In terms of Penn State, look, last week was a huge step for this program. If they take a huge step back this week, I think you, you get those questions and those problems arising again out of this program. Like, what is going on here? Um, so I think they need to take a step in the right direction again here. Um, so I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, for me, it's going to be who starts out fast. You know, I think, you know, the energy point is something that goes hand in hand with that. If Penn State comes out like they did last week, he just marches down the field. They make some stops on defense. I think they're more talented than Rutgers. They should be able to take care of this game. But we've seen when Rutgers plays well, it's because they are starting fast. They beat Michigan State in their first game of the year. At halftime, it was 20-13. to 13. It was looking like a rout when they were playing Michigan State. So that's just one example of what Rutgers can do if they start fast too. So just looking for either team to start fast, I think whoever does, they'll be the easy winner um, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that a lot this year. You know, you know, the, the team that gets the fastest start seems to be the one that carries the momentum throughout the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Rutgers wins if – uh, I, I mentioned it before. I, I think Rutgers wins if they can get the run game going. With a consistent, you know, successful um, running game, it kind of ensures that they aren't a one-dimensional offense. Um, so, you know, by having the run game working, it opens up the offense um, for their quarterback to have, you know, an easier day throwing the ball. I know we we talk about Penn State secondary. We've already seen their struggles and the issues that they have back there. And, you know, if the run game is going well for Rutgers and the defense is off balance, I, I think they'll have a fine day throwing the ball and, you know, eventually find themselves in the win column. I think the Rutgers getting the running game going would frustrate, like, Penn State so much as well, where they feel like they're the more physical team, more dominant team. And if Rutgers is getting the running game going, that just goes against everything that they're thinking. And then the frustration builds and builds and builds. Um, I don't want in the trenches. Yep, that's that's always a key to the game. I'm going to kind of stick to the trenches here. 
I think Rutgers wins if they create a pass rush. I just mentioned the stats of how Rutgers is really struggling with uh, stopping the pass this season. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with the pass rush. They only have nine sacks this year in six games. It's towards the bottom of the Big Ten. If they get two, three, four sacks on Sean Clifford, we've seen the happy feet, Sean Clifford, in the pocket where he's looking to escape. He's looking uh, you know, to run. He's not looking downfield at all. If that happens again, and especially early on in the game, you know, starting fast, as I just said, on the last point, again, this is how Penn State has struggled this year, and this is how Rutgers can pull out a win is by creating a pass rush to uh, really complicate the Penn State offense when, you know, we've seen that they just struggle when teams are getting after them. Yeah, I mean, Clifford is definitely at his worst when when they're getting pressure on him. Uh, So – how do you think Penn State gets their second win in a row? Um, I mean, I'm keeping this one simple, and it's uh, just a matter of whether or not Kirk can kind of build on the success that, that he had last week in terms of play calling. You know, we talked about it already in the last pod. That was probably, well, I think we can definitively say that was the best game of his play calling career at Penn State so far. Um, but if they could run out there, run the offense out there this week, you know, mix up the plays and kind of continue to play on the strengths of both Clifford and Levis. I know we mentioned that last pod. Like I really loved how they used both of them. They, they played to their strength and, and used them to their advantage. Um, so, you know, if they come out and do that, I think they'll score some more points and, you know, it'll be enough to, to put away Rutgers and grab their second win. Yeah. I'm going to stick to the offense. We're pretty offensive heavy with this preview, but for me, it's if their running game remains the focal point in the offense, we mentioned how, the, the Penn State opening drive last week, they started off so fast. Kevon Lee was the focal point. He had you know over 30 yards rushing on that opening drive. Um, we saw him be active all day long. We saw Clifford allowed to get active in the running game. We know what Levis can do when it comes to uh, a short yard situation. You know, and if Ford comes back and he, he does what he should be doing, like he, he's running the ball down the field, he's providing a burst to the offense as opposed to Lee who's a little bit more of a bruising running back. Because if we get Kaziah Holmes going as well, I mean, these are just – these last couple guys, they're just bonus, you know. So, again, if we have the running game going, we should be able to pass. But I think the running game will set up that passing offense. So, hopefully the running game is going to carry them to victory again. Yeah, I'm looking for a big day from Lee. Yeah, yep. Um, all right, it's prediction time. What do you got? <laughs> I am not going to go against myself here. I've stated in the previous podcast that I won't be picking in Penn State to win again this year, and I'm sticking with it, so it's not going to change this week. I'm picking Rutgers to win this game. You know, throughout the entire season, like we just talked about this, you know, we've talked about how, you know, fast starts are a huge part of the game, you know, whether it's on offense or defense. Uh, Penn State has gotten themselves into major holes to start a lot of these games, you know, whether it's letting the opponent score first or, coming out on offense and going three and out. And then, you know, suddenly the momentum's not on their side. So I think that's what happens in this, uh, this game. I think that trend continues. Rutgers comes out early, builds a a small lead that Penn state, you know, never is able to kind of come back and surround. So what do you have as a score? Uh, Rutgers 35, Penn state 31. Okay. Okay. So, you're thinking like they're they're kind of ahead seven ten points. We get within three, and they put it back up to seven or put it up back up to ten, I should say, something like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be close, and I just think that you know that fast start's going to be like the biggest um, 
turning point in the, the entire game. You know, they're going to get that lead and then never relinquish that lead. That's fair. That's fair. Um, for me, I, I've been – I've lacked so much confidence in this team that I am going to have them winning this game. That's my prediction. I have them winning 42-28, which, again, sounds like it's pretty handedly fashion. You know, they're, the Nittany Lions are favored by 11.5, I believe. So they'd be covering all that. But my confidence in that, you know, the 42-28 to score, or even them winning, is pretty low. And, you know, I'll explain why 42-28 Penn State win. Again, I mentioned the Rutgers defense has not been very good this year. They are dead last in the Big Ten in scoring defense. You know, they allow over 35 points per game. Um, and then also another thing that Rutgers is not very good at, and this is surprising coming from a Greg Schiano coach team, is they have the second most penalties per game in the Big Ten uh, with over seven per game. So this is something to watch as well, where it might not be a big play, you know, in terms of a yardage game, but if it's a penalty and we still get 15 yards, that's huge. So those are a couple other things I'm looking for. But I'm going to take Penn State 42-28. Not totally confident in it. I'm anxious to see how they come out because, it, you know, I could easily see it being 14 nothing, 10 minutes in the game, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I don't have that much confidence either. I, you know, I was very I was coming off a high after watching that win. I, I felt really good about it, but I can't I can't seem to kind of go back and and picking them to win like you have. Yeah, I mean, going back to the Michigan win, man, did it feel real good to watch the victory formation? And I'm just crossing my fingers, hoping we see it again. <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad we just got to see it at least once. That was yeah. the biggest thing. Uh, so, you know, Brandon has 35-31, Rutgers victory. Um, your boy Jordan Joyce would be very happy about that. And then uh, Cragen has 42-28, a Penn State victory. Again, this game is on Saturday, noon kickoff in Piscataway. So we'll be seeing Penn State in their away whites. Um, it should be a good one. It should be a fun one, at least. I think Rutgers is a lot different of a team this year than – 2018, 19, and even before that. This should be a team that is, you know, energetic. They're out there looking to compete. And, you know, Penn State's kind of in the same boat this year, you know. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it's going to be a battle. So I'm kind of looking forward to watching. All right. Um, That's our pod for today. We thank you guys for listening. Um, As always, follow us on Twitter, at ForTheGloryOOS, and on Facebook, ForTheGloryOOS. And also, you know, keep following up with our friends, um, Corey Lestoke, college, our hardcore, at hardcore college football. Um, he's also a member of the For the Glory team. And then also our friends at For the Blog. I'm sure they're going to have some uh, predictions and, you know, some game previews coming up as well. Again, thank you guys for listening. Stay safe out there, and hopefully we got our second one of the year.